This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Jolly Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Barrett. This podcast is for those who are interested in the conversation around diversity, inclusion, and equity. Each week, I'll be interviewing a guest who has something special to share or is actively part of building solutions in this space. Let's get started. Steve Napolitan has been recognized by national media as a pioneer in the new media market. He has a background in film, creating, directing, and producing award-winning content. He's been known for design campaigns that generate massive amounts of leads that turn into revenue. His executive coaching and training has publicly served more than 35,000 professionals, business owners, and entrepreneurs on their business and taught them how to increase marketing sales while systematizing business to minimize their effort and maximize their revenue. Steve helps his clients have the lifestyles they deserve. Ultimately, Steve is about people, relationships, and the convergence of vision, focus, and teamwork that allows true freedom in life. His core purpose is to help as many people have the freedom they desire. He literally spends his time focused on CEOs and entrepreneurs who have found success but don't have the life they want. He is one of my mentors, a friend, and he has personally helped me transition my own life into a life of purpose. And yes, that's one of my Kwanzaa principles too, intention and vision. It's truly my pleasure to have him join me on the Jolly Podcast. All right. So this week, once again, I'm excited because I get to talk to my friend, Steve Napolitan. And as an award-winning marketer, best-selling author, coach, dad, CEO, speaker, and consultant, um... I figured it might be nice to just kick off the year talking to you about, you know, just how you are managing life in general. Cause I think everybody, a lot of people start with kind of new year's resolutions, mm -hmm. goals, whatever, and they last for however long they last. Um, but I figured what be, would be interesting is to really talk to you about you know, I know you're typically talking to socially conscious entrepreneurs, and maybe you can talk a little bit about what that means for you 
first of all, in terms of being a socially conscious entrepreneur, especially when we think about, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion? Absolutely. Well, first, I have to thank you so much for having me on your show. I've been uh, waiting for this moment to be on the Jolly podcast and, you know, which is like socially conscious in its way, right? Because it's the speaker of the people. So I love the name. Kudos um, on that. And and so happy that you're doing what you do. And, and with that, this kind of really leans into the question. Socially conscious to me are are folks that are thinking beyond making money. You know, the status quo is, 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 it's never been okay for me when someone says, oh, it's just business. You know, so for me, it's kind of, that's like, uh, if you look at the opposite, you know, and when people say that, they tend to mean like, oh, it's okay if I do something on the edge or I'm mistreating people because it's just business. So I'm going to be a little harder on this thing or that thing. When the reality is everything affects people and our planet. And so socially conscious to me means that you're thinking of all those things that, you know, for me, it's, it has to be okay for everyone involved. Otherwise I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And, and I'm going to focus on if it's a win for me, if it's a win for the client, if it's a win for the community, if it's a win for the planet, then it's a go. If any one of those gets hurt along the way, then we have to stop and say, whoa, what happened? You know, it's like if you're driving your car and you hit someone, oh, oops, okay, just keep going. No, you don't, you stop, oh my gosh, what happened? Like, I didn't mean to do that. You know, like that's that's the kind of care, it, to me, is socially conscious, that we're not just driving our businesses and we knock people over and be like, oops, that's just business. No, that's not the way we should live our life. So hopefully that helps shed the socially conscious. And then for me, I want to help everyone because there are some businesses that want to change and maybe they have had some things where they're hurting people. Okay. Well, good thing that you're noticing and you want to change and I will help you. If if you're okay with hurting people on the planet, then it's hard for me to work with you. I, you know, just, unless we're going to make change, then, then I won't. So ideally that's why I were, it's not even ideal. It's a must. So if someone is going to stay in that realm, then it's just not okay. I I won't do business with those folks um, until they start to make that shift. Does that does that make sense? Absolutely. Well, and I think there's so many people in the world when, especially when your business gets to a certain level, right? It's it's you're constantly looking at you know how do I increase my dividend or you know get to the next level or the next product or whatever. And a lot of times you do kind of lose sight of what's important in terms of like, why did you start the business in the first place? Or what are you doing, you know, yeah. to actually leave this planet better than when you inherited it? And, you well, know, and you know, just my, one, I love my Kwanzaa principles. So that is one. <laughs> well, and, and I, and I didn't mean to jump on you there, but I, I think the profits follow. That's what's so significant about this. When you do this, people think, oh, well, I've got to do business and this is the way that it is. And no. And if you look at like, so let's just bring up some examples, Patagonia, a billion dollar private company, right? And now, you know, their founder is giving it to the world. Instead of selling the company because he's getting to the age where it's time to move on, and he uh, he made a nonprofit 
and a group of people to oversee the company and the company's sole purpose is to make the world a better place and yes they sell apparel is the main driver of their business they also sell foods and other things but it's all in sustainability it's all making the world better and they reached the billion dollars and a lot of other companies felt that they had to quote unquote go public and do all these things and be fiduciary uh their responsibility is all fiduciary that that's what they have to do and the reality is they put the world first and they actually are financially doing better than a lot of other companies and i've seen other uh like restaurant chains and they started off doing all the right thing and then in order to grow they canceled those things like you're saying but then to a negative effect they lost their luster they lost the why they were there so i think you know you there's built to last which was written by jim collins and his writing partner i forget his name right now they prove that when you hold the why and you care those are the companies that last and the ones that just care about dollars they're the ones that are forgotten and there's so many there's millions of businesses that none of us remember because they've come and gone because they didn't have a purpose beyond making a buck and that's just it's just it never was okay and it's really not okay now yeah the further we get i mean it's like the further we go the more we need to go back to really the basics and the fundamentals of increasing our consciousness so speaking of consciousness i want to talk to you about mindset because i know you are so heavily into mindset and maybe you can share some nuggets about your own personal experience when it comes to mindset you know it's such a broad thing so there's so many ways we can go but when you said that question right now what comes to mind i i will say i'm going to tie it into personal growth if i may um when i first started with personal growth i thought i was working to make myself better and and it, and it did you know overall like i'm enjoying my life a lot more as i've worked on myself but the reality i've found is it's actually not making myself better it's actually shedding all the things i thought it was supposed to be by my upbringing by community by church by so many things and i'm not saying those things are bad please uh understand that they all have a lot of them they have good intention most of the time sometimes they're not good intentions but most of the time they're good intentions but they push a certain thing onto a subject like that old thought of i want my kids to be doctors and lawyers and th that kind of thinking right it puts people in a box that their heart might not be there and this happens a lot whether it's big or little bit either way it happens so what i found is through this quest for personal development i found that i needed to shed all those things like like an onion like peel it all back like armor like i would even put that's a good metaphor for me I, there was a lot of some wounding and like my you know broken heart and stuff from a young age and not no, really knowing who i was as a young man and i had to i held my armor right i didn't want anyone to see me and i wanted to be protect myself so i don't get hurt again and this is all mindset too right so i what i've actually realized is i've had to shed all that armor let my true heart come out and and then this has allowed lots of things like for me to love 
unconditionally, it actually protects me more. The more that I love, the more people that love me. And I have more protection than wearing any armor or fighting any fight. I can have more love and more uh, neighbors, you know, like friends, loved ones in my life. And so the mindset that I always, that I would say in short, because there's so many layers, like I said, but it's really first finding yourself. And so, you know, even in deep meditation, that's one of the first things you want to do is connect with yourself. And so that takes quiet. So I think the first thing if people aren't ready to meditate or they're restless, the thing that to think about is slow down. You know, so often in modern society, we're like, go, go, go. And I was there. I, I was building businesses and I was running the rat race and I was working really hard. And in that, you have no time to find self. You have no time to work on that mindset. It's just like, you know, go or no go. And that just doesn't work. So I was working to not work hard. So that was my thing. I'm going to work really hard right now so I don't work later. And then that doesn't work. It was all a mindset and another mindset. It was no pain, no gain. If I don't drive forward and hurt myself, then I'm not going to gain. And those are things I bought. Those are armor. That's like another armor sleeve that I put on and another one. And then I was Steve Robot and I'm doing all the things I was told to do when in fact I was hurting myself. And so another part of mindset to me, and then I'll try to wrap this up here, is that it was feelings. You know, we also are told not to feel like, you know, just hey. don't feel that. Don't feel that pain. you got to be stronger than the pain when the reality is the pain was there for a reason. It's no. like if you put your hand on a hot grill, it, hopefully you don't even do it. Hopefully your body reacts and you pull back before you even touch the hot grill or the coals or where you buy a fire. And, you know, hopefully you pull back and go, oh, whoa, there's something hot there. Or if you do touch it, it's only for a second and your body is going to react without you even knowing it's going to pull back. And, you know, that is our body's mechanism for safety. Well, guess what? When you're at work and something doesn't feel right or you're having a bad day or you're like, you know what? I don't think this client is for our company. I think that's not a good client. I have a feeling about that. You should be listening. That is our intuition telling us, don't go that way. You're going to burn yourself. So those are so those are just like very much touching the surface level, Melissa. That you know it could it could be uh, letting ourselves be our true self. That's one mindset. The other one is that we can quiet our minds so we can actually hear our intuition, right, and know ourselves. And then the third is like knowing our feelings so that we can be aware of what's going on, like almost like a, a thermometer of, of, of our, of our intuition in a way. So, so, and each of those, I could probably speak a whole podcast on, but that's just like the loose level to think about where to start. You know, are you slowing down enough? You know, just even five minutes of journaling, just think about where you are in the world and what do you really want? And are you just accepting a recipe that was handed down to you by your community or your peers, or are you actually doing what you love? Yeah. Well, and that that's, uh, you know, incredible because I think when when you take all the money in the world, all the time in the world, and you go, if you had it all, what do you want? Yeah. You know, sometimes people go, wait, I mean, you, I know in many cases in, in our coaching sessions, even, um, you would say like, um, what do you want? 
you know, let me give you permission to dream even. And, yeah. you know, it's like, I don't even know, you know, it was, it was a transformation. Um, that's pretty awesome. Well, yeah, sometimes you need the space even for that. You've gone so many years not at that level of dreaming that it takes a minute to catch up with all of the, you know, and to re-allow yourself to dream almost like a child. You know, sometimes we have all these dreams as a child, then we're like, oh, the real world. You know, you even notice it when you speak to children and they're like, I want to be the president. Uh, you know, I want to, you know, do this, or I want to be an astronaut. We're like, yay. Then you turn 18 or you're in your twenties and they're like, and you say that and they're like, yeah, right. You know, your friends and you think, good luck. Now, welcome to the real world, pay your bills, better get a job. You know, like <laughs> everyone does like, not everyone I'm, I'm generalizing, yeah. but a lot of people do this. And then we wonder why we all stifle our dreams. So yes. I'm an advocate of dreaming. I think that the, your reality of what you want and what you're meant to do in this body, in this life is right there if you would allow it. And so I think that's the reason I ask those questions because I believe you can have it. And I believe when you do the thing you know you're supposed to do, going back to the mindset, you'll also be abundantly rewarded. Let's pause for a moment. We'll be right back. Well, and you know, what's interesting to me is I know you, you're so focused on gratitude. Um, and I love when you say, um, you know, choose gratitude, create freedom. So what does that mean to you? Because I think gratitude is, is such a, you know, I think a lot of people think about gratitude today and they're like, oh yeah, I'm grateful that, you know, I made it to 2023 and I'm grateful that, you know, everybody's healthy or doing okay in my family, but you have kind of a whole nother level of gratitude from my perspective. <laughs> when we started yeah. interacting, I was like, wow, I really need to think about what I'm grateful for. Yeah, thank you for bringing it up. It is it is one of my core values in a very deep way. And I've been using choose gratitude, create freedom. It is one of our trademarks. And it is something that um, has been in my life for a long time, like more than a decade. And I know that it's becoming more popular. And I'm glad that I'm glad that people are talking about gratitude more. And you're right. Some of it is surface level. And the reason that, that it goes deeper for me is that what I define gratitude as is appreciating all results. And I emphasize all. That means everything in my life. So the thing I didn't want, I'm grateful for. The, you know, uh, as I think you know, but I haven't said on this podcast yet, but 17 months ago from the time we're recording this, I was paralyzed. My whole body, arms, legs, and my face. It's called Guillain-Barre syndrome that came into my life. And, you know, you could say, well, how could you be grateful for that? Well, I can tell you right now, and we can back up a couple steps in a minute here, but I, I'm sitting here right now with you. And if I could go back in time and, and I could take it away, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And, I, and I'm, and I'm being completely honest right now. I wouldn't do it because I love who I am and right now, and I wouldn't be this man before you if I didn't go through that. So sometimes in life, and I think this stifles us. So this is really important to me. 
we get upset at ourselves and i did this once i i've gotten into deep depression felt like a loser nothing's going right you know and this is when i uh was coming out of my 20s coming into my 30s and i and i grew up in silicon valley in california and and all other peers of mine were like skyrocketing startups and all these things and and i had made millions and lost millions by the time i was 31 years old and i felt like a loser and then i met my mentor and he said well how many people do you know at 31 that have already lost over four million dollars and i was like oh no not that many none that i could think of in their 20s and then he said yeah exactly so you've lost four million he said would you do it the same way if you went back i said absolutely not i learned so many things i'm going to do it different he's like exactly so all those things happen so you can be this 31 year old guy sitting here before me right now and you can actually make new decisions because of all the things you learned and he flipped the whole thing on me and realized how grateful i was for all those experiences and then it did i took all those lessons and then made a way better business in my 30s moving into my 40s had abundant uh opportunities with my life and my three children and we've been able to travel around the world and all these things and i it wouldn't have been that way melissa if i didn't go through that so i had already had that happen and that transition and now through gambre it's changed my mindset to where i'm making different decisions so i believe that life doesn't happen to us it happens for us yeah. and that's part of this gratitude and and I'll, and I'll say one last thing i know this is it's a lot i'm really truncating this lesson but i hope you're getting the high points but when i appreciate everything i can actually proceed in my life so there's another part of the belief that all of life is learning and i believe that's my growth is is part of my core values all of life is learning so that everything that happens to me is learning there's no there you know carl bukite another one of my mentors he always says there's no failure there's only feedback so then when something happens that i don't like i can be grateful for that feedback so i never do it again it's like okay yeah. don't do that because this happens and then if i do something that i like then i can say okay do that again because that feedback was good and so the thing is about choices if i gratitude makes my choices more rapid and if i choose and then it doesn't work out then i can take that and this is another thing i learned from carl is that i choose what i want i take what i get quite literally and then i choose again but what helps me in that transition when i take something i didn't want like taking guillaume beret into my life or taking losing millions of dollars or having lost people in my life you know like that have passed away or different things those grief moments i can find that gratitude and then choose again and i find that the more rapidly i choose the then i'm making i'm learning and i'm choosing 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 and then before you know it you're like wow i'm living the dream you know i literally cried driving up my driveway calling my mom a couple of holidays ago and i was like dreams do come true and i wasn't planning on crying i just called my mom to say you know hello and let her know and life changed so much from the hard times and i'm a man that used just to put the bookend on this i was a man that thought life just really was not good and you just had to deal with it you just had to be tougher than the next person to make it through i believed that talk about mindset right melissa that was my mind and now i'm so grateful for all the things and i'm learning so much faster and i'm choosing new ways to live 
that now I'm living like beyond abundance that I could have ever dreamed of to the point where I'm crying on the phone with my mom saying, I never believed that it, I could have all this. And I do. Yes, I love it. I love that. Well, I love and I love the fact that you are you're bringing in so many different elements when it comes to the way people not only the way they work, but the way they live, the way they actually engage with their own life. And coming from someone who has been in corporate America for decades, you realize how much you minimize your life to give to a company. And then you realize that life is short. You know, you've yeah. got to make sure that you're here doing the work that you were made to do on purpose, right? So um, I just love the way that you're you're thinking about just how to open people up so that they have the life of their dreams. Thank you for that. And I just to comment on that, it's I think that we under focus on death. And I don't mean that in like a really morbid or or uh, you know <laughs> depressing way, but I think you know. The reality is we are going to die. And I've I've been able to travel enough now and be with different cultures. And there are many cultures around the world that they actually, there's some that I've met, some of the indigenous tribes in South America, they actually have a saying, they say, you can't live until you die. Mm. And, and even in some of the Buddhist philosophies, they say that until you recognize the end, meaning your death, you can't, you can't live fully now. So in that, I think it, it does. So even this being paralyzed, going back to my own story, it wakes you up and you're saying, okay, what is really important to me? What experiences do I want to have? And I think again, in modern society, we get through a school or into a career and we say, I'm going to make this amount of money and then I'm going to live my life. And then we become really old and grumpy and, and we, and we don't really, and sometimes we never get there. Some people, I, I once knew a guy and I was working with him. I loved him to death. He was the nicest guy. He was one of the first investors in eBay and he was uh, big in tech and all this. And he was investing in one of my companies. And then he was a year uh, he finally got paid off, right? And a year into that, he had an aneurysm. You know, so he gave his whole life to build up this huge chunk of money and he was ready to live that life. And then he passed away. You know, it was a hard moment. And I and that was in my life for a reason. That's another thing that I can be grateful for. I, you know, it, yeah, at the time it really sunk. I lost a friend. He was like older than me and he was taking me in some mentorship. Uh, I lost an investor. I mean, a lot of things I lost there, but I gained awareness that life is short and you don't go make, you do not go make a lot of money and then say, ta-da, here's my life. It's very rare that that happens. So my, uh, my awareness now and what I can be grateful for again is that I now choose and you can choose too, to define the experiences I want in my life. Then I design the life to include those experiences. And then I build the income around that. Then I can choose my job. Then I can choose the business I want to create. What income is going to support that life. So you got to write the script. You got to design it. Just think of it in a, a really direct metaphor. If you build a house, right? And then this is what we're all doing. We're making money and we're just assuming the house is going to be the way that I want. If you were going to have a custom house, your house, 
and then you just let it happen you know you just then what you're going to show up and you're like where's the kitchen oh you didn't ask for a kitchen we didn't put a kitchen in this house what oh my gosh i need a kitchen. i want to cook or there's no bathroom there's no shower we decided to opt out of hot water on this one no you've got to choose i want this bathroom i want this kitchen just like you have to choose your life don't and don't wait the first step is design you design your life and then you build your career, your income around that. That is life changing. And it's rare that people think this way. And then they wonder why they wake up at some decade in their life going, what the heck? This is why we have midlife crises and, and things like this, because people go, this is not what I wanted. Right. Yeah. No, that's so true. Well, and I love the fact that you're like, and if it's not what you want, choose again. Yes. You know? Just tomorrow's today is a new day like just start now and design and would you would you not like if you lose a loved one you better sure bet you're probably going to think differently tomorrow oh right like and when's a good day to change like now right like when are we yeah. why wait yeah I mean that was the uh, I think it was a it was a bit of an epiphany for me and most most folks that have maybe been listening to the podcast know that I lost my husband several years ago, but it was, I mean, I, we had a great partnership, but it did allow me, you know, him dying at such a young age and me being a widow at 49, it was like, what am I doing with my life? You know? Yeah. So, um, and, you know, hopefully it doesn't take people, you know, something like that to happen or Guillaume Barre for people to right. go, oh, I, you know, maybe I should do something differently, but it's so, um, it's so freeing, freeing. And so when you talk about creating freedom, um, it's true. It really creates the freedom that you want for your life because your mindset is so different. So I love all right. That. Because even that is so that it's it's and I was I was friends with your husband as well. And it was very sad to lose him at a young age. And then there's so many things we can be grateful for the time that we had with him. Like you said, the meaning of life, like to really realize how important it is. So all those things of gratitude can then prepare to our for freedom, because sometimes something really bad could happen in our life. And then we can choose to allow that to suffocate us to put us in a really dark place so by us choosing gratitude we can pull ourselves out of that and create our freedom and only you can do that yeah. no one can just grant you freedom like even people that are sometimes free they lock themselves up by their choices so i am not i don't think melissa and i are intending you know <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I'm speaking for you right now, but you can tell me, but we're not intending to brush over the grief, like no. it's there and it's real, but yeah. yet also then it's your choice. Are you going to live? Because this is your opportunity. And so some of those people that have left us that we loved so dearly can be a direct message. Every time we, I've been to like three funerals in the last, like, I guess six months, maybe and each one of them it just made me want to live more yeah you know and I, I you know i did shed some tears and it was sad to see them go but then at the same point i'm like what a blessing that i have my life right now yeah yeah no i definitely i mean 
I have learned so much when it comes to just the way to think about gratitude so differently because it does it, it does allow you to break down all of those things. So I'm hoping that people hear some of these wonderful nuggets you're dropping on, you know, both from a work perspective, whether you're a socially conscious CEO or not, you know, the information that you are talking about really begins to kind of transform people in a way so that they do live differently in all sense of the word, whether you're talking about unconscious bias, diversity, equity, and inclusion, whether you're leading a company or working for one, to me, these are some really entrepreneurial, entrepreneurially focused principles and values that, that kind of totally change how you view your own life, not just your profession or your skills, you know? So, yeah, and I think it's because then it's people-centric, yeah. right? All this we've been talking about is about people, and that's what's most important. And then it includes everything that you just said because it includes all people then. Yeah. You know, love to me, by definition, includes everything and everyone. You know, unconditional love as we as we know that. And, and that's what we need to do. We need to bring back the human aspect, and that's what I was saying, like, socially conscious businesses are that that everyone is winning or it's no deal it's like we're either helping people or we stop you know like it's just not okay and that i think then automatically includes everyone and takes care of all people involved and so if it's not for the good of all then don't do it period yeah. that's it love it and if it's not for the good of all then change it Yes, you can change or stop it. I mean, sometimes you have to stop the train and yeah. fix it. You know, like sometimes you have to stop first. If you're hurting a lot of people, stop, reassess. Now that's scary because you might see like a lot of dollars happening. You know, so sometimes you can pivot and maybe it's not. I mean, because, you know, there are people's lives involved as well. You know, so if you stop a business, it could mean layoffs and all these things. So, some you make a transition plan you know even patagonia which we brought up earlier they didn't realize some of the pollutions they were creating by the dyes that were going into their clothes but as soon as they became conscious of it they made a plan over several years to to completely uh remove it so uh so that's okay too like then it's like okay we we identified this issue now we're made this plan to get rid of it and here's our so it's just like any project here's the thing this is what we're going to do here's the delivery date and you just take action and, and you stop and then then you can keep the business alive and not lay everyone off and all that stuff um so i think i think you're right it's it's about choosing noticing it be, you know acknowledging it and then choosing to do it different and then making the appropriate action love it all right so last question if this was your last year how do you think you would make this your best year wow i'm having a moment with that question <laughs> because you made me realize i'm already doing it all right i Ready? the plans that i have would not change awesome. because I can tell you I've designed my life so that I'm giving ample time to my wife, to my children. And, you know, often I've thought about this, you know, like sometimes as a parent, we think I'm going to stop doing everything and I'm just going to devote every hour to our kids. 
Um, but that is not in service either. Like I've been in deep meditation and the words have come to me, you know, you are, you know, cause I used to think, oh, once they're 18, then I can work more. And then I realized, you know what? I you, being a father or being a mother doesn't stop when they turn 18. You are a mother or father the rest of your life. And so, and then the second thing that came to me was I need to show them how to lead and how to make the world a better place. And if I sit at home with them, yes, it's lovely to be with them every waking moment, but uh, then I'm not showing them how they can lead and how they can make a difference in the world. So the business and the, uh, the things that I do with my work hours are showing them what can be done in the world and that we can make it a better place by our efforts. And then I do also make sure that I'm not working too much so that I can have that one-to-one -one time with them. And I schedule uh, times that we have that time. So I, uh, coming into this new year, I'm scheduling time with each of my children one-to-one. -one. I'm scheduling date nights with, with, with my wife. I'm creating time for myself to meditate, to move my body. Uh, I say movement instead of exercise, but ultimately it's in that realm to read, to journal so I can have that time. I'm scheduling time with my team so I can teach them what I do. So ultimately if something does happen to me again, like Guillain-Barre or I leave this planet, then the good work I'm doing moves on. And then I give um, the another chunk of time to my clients to help them and to have a better life. And then uh, any time that's left is with friends and other loved ones. So, uh, which is also planned for that, that free time. So I guess ultimately I can say, and summing this up is I've literally took pen to paper. I, I literally printed off a calendar for the year and for a week. And I drew out how I want my year to look. I drew out how I want my week to look. Then I share that with my family, see if everyone matches up. Then I share that with my team, make sure that it matches up. It's by design. And so that I can live my life as if th that I could be happy and say, if I were to die tomorrow, that I did everything I could to be the best that I could be. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. What a way to close out the podcast. I think we'll have to have you back. Well, I'd be happy to. <laughs> and I appreciate the question because literally I knew I was doing all this, but until you asked me that question right now, it didn't, it fully dawned on me that I'm doing what I would want, you know, like in years past uh, and not to drag the podcast, but in years past, I, I wouldn't have been able to answer that way. I would have said, Oh, well, I wish I was doing this and that. And so, so yeah. thank you for, thank you for that. I'm grateful for this podcast because uh, sometimes when you're getting interviewed, you, you re fully realize things that you're doing that you didn't notice. So I so appreciate you. I appreciate what you do in your, with your podcast, the, the Jolly podcast. I believe in what you're doing and grateful to be a part of this and happy to come back anytime you ask. Thank you so much, Steve. It's always such a pleasure. I, you know, having known you now for, I think maybe almost 20 or 30 years now. I don't know. I'm sure it's over 20. Yeah. It has to be because I, I met you pre-kids. <laughs> so it has to be around that realm. So oh my gosh, I'm um, myself. I yeah, both of us <laughs> by the minute, by the minute. But you know what? I, again, I don't regret anything. I'm grateful for it all. And I'm grateful that we've had all these great years together. And I look forward to many more. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me. It's my pleasure, Melissa. Take care. You too. 
Thanks for joining me on the Jolly Podcast. Please subscribe so you won't miss an episode. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.